Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode three of Bard's Eye View, a Xenowarrior Princess podcast. Uh, this week we're going to be looking at Dreamworker, episode three from season one uh, of the, uh, the, the legendary Xenowarrior uh, Princess. Wow. Hi, friend. Hi, friend. Well, we're not going to record that intro again because we've done it too many times. So we're just going <laughs> to accept. We're going. That's too many times. So we're just going to accept that version. Fine. <laughs> it's okay. No, no one's listening to these early episodes anyway. One day people will go back and see how they it will. all began. And, and they'll, they'll be astonished at, at how, how we've grown from such humble beginnings. They'll be astonished at how good we were right from the start. That's exactly what will happen. Uh, obviously that's what will happen. Um, so yay, here we are, episode uh, three already. Episode well, episode four of the podcast, episode three of the TV series. Um, sure. Yeah, so that's pretty cool, huh? Uh, we've been sort of working in splendid isolation up to now, because um, here's a here's a behind the scenes fact, like for you listeners, listener, probably listener. BTS. Um, yeah, we do record several weeks in advance. Um, so at the ta- the the. <laughs> At the time we recorded the last one, um, we only had the pilot episode up. Yeah. Um, and as we're recording today, uh, the review of episode one, Sense of the Past, has just gone up um, this morning. Uh, so if you ever uh, want to talk to us or say anything or make any comments on the podcast, we will respond to them, but just probably one to three weeks later, depending on where, where in our recording cycle <laughs> you ask the question. So it'll be a bit of a delayed reaction. Um, yeah. And the other the other thing that we couldn't say in the previous episodes, because it wasn't true yet when we recorded them, is that we're now up on um, all of the major podcasting apps so apple podcast google podcast amazon music and spotify uh links to all of that is in the bio of our twitter account at bird's eye podcast uh, i'm not going to say that viral. every t- yeah, i know i'm not going to say that every time i'm just going to have a standard outro now that says all that so you can when you hear that part start up you can that's when you know you can stop the episode um <laughs> but i've just thought i would mention it since it is our first uh, since it's the first episode we're recording since all that has happened so yeah we're we're across the whole of uh, the podcast corner of social media like a nasty rash yeah 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 you can all three of our listeners can get us in like there are, we've got more places you can listen to us than we have listeners but we, we do have <laughs> evidence of, of of actual listeners now as well don't we that's so that, true that's, that's, that's very true. exciting we've, yeah, yeah. we've had some we've had some feedback yeah we got uh our nice review on um apple Podcasts, i you know i'm not i have no idea who it's from it's a well, mystery it's, it's to me anonymous an anonymous yeah. goblin yeah that's a mystery to me i don't know who that is hey you've got a friend we call goblin haven't you shh, shh. coincidence shh. it's a coincidence oh my god um <laughs> but the main thing that i wanted to speak about before we get started on this episode is the mm. absolute disrespect that certain of our so-called friends have shown to the beautiful man mm. that is Jayla Gaia. It's it's been a a revelation Dis- as as shocking as it's been surprising. Disappointing, me, that that isn't it? He's Disappointing. Being found universally world's most beautiful man. Yeah. Now we have surveyed four lesbians and three bisexuals yes. for this 
<laughs> for this. And funnily enough, the lesbians are the only ones who like him. <laughs> well, we've we've surveyed uh, lesbians and lady bisexuals. We've yet to hear well, from we, the male bisexual we don't faction. Have, yeah, if you're a male bisexual listening to this, then please let us know if you think Draco is hot. Um, yeah, so... We're, we're, we're pretty uh, sure you'll agree. Yeah, it's bizarre. Oh, actually, and we did actually survey one heterosexual man who said that while he didn't yes. find him attractive himself, he could see that other people would. Which is more, to be honest, than the bisexual women said. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I just don't know. So, Jayla Gaia, if you're listening, the, the lesbians love you. Yeah, Jayla Gaia, if you're listening, just forget about those other people. Yeah, we should we should probably stop reminding you about them. Yeah, that's not. It's, it's just up. hurtful. Yeah, it is. It's just hurtful. It's just you know, you're beautiful. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> you're beautiful. It's true. No, stop. Stop it. No, we'll get co- we'll get copyright struck because that's such it, well, a exactly. good. That's actually exactly. such a good also, rendition will, of the song. We will have other opportunities to return to Jay Lagaya and his his. Prettiness yeah, because he's back. He's, he'll be in he'll, he'll, future episodes. Yeah, so yeah, Jayla Gaia will return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So should, should we, we talk, should we talk about uh, episode three? Dream literally worker, what not I was saying. Weaver. Literally what I was saying. Dream dream worker. It is time. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, classic opening scene. Yeah. This is a, this is a good little set piece. So, we open with. Gabrielle holding Xena's sword, facing an unseen foe, talking yeah. it up. <laughs> Chatting to the unseen foe. And what I've written in here is that Gabby is so cute and dumb. Oh. <laughs> she's, <pretty. laughs> she's adorably cringy in this part, you know? She's like, you yeah. can't take me. I don't make mistakes. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then she's like, ah! And then we pan out and, and we see surprise, that she's... surprise, surprise. Yeah. She's she's not been talking to a, a villain with bad teeth, but she's been talking to a tree stump, which she attacks vigorously with the sword. Yeah. So it's one of those classic practising in the mirror scenes, except yeah. there's there's no mirror, but it, it's very nicely done. Practising kissing on the back of your own hand sort of thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> Except with okay. swords. No, you've lost me. You've okay. lost me now. Fine, you never did that. Good for you. Um, <laughs> Zena comes up and says, "Ha ha, she's so she's so dry in these early episodes. You're lucky the tree was unarmed. Ha 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 ha. Oh, Zena, you are a card. I thought that was quite nicely done, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it's good. It is. It's, yeah. it's pretty amusing. Uh, and then they have a bit of a conversation about weapons, which is an interesting philosophy, actually, for the rest of the show. As this episode is quite relevant in that it introduces a, a sort of it introduces this concept that becomes very important as time goes on about Gabrielle not having killed anyone yeah um yeah so there there are a couple of things so this whole there's this little set conversation on the philosophy of the way of the sword that the yeah the moment you pick up a sword you become a target yeah so you, in, in in attempting to defend yourself the minute you turn defense into offense, you, you become a you become a target. Yeah. Um, and and Zena suggests four better ways of of coping with with attack because Gabrielle says, "Look, I need to be able to defend myself." 
as mm-hmm. well. First thing you do is run. Second thing you do, if that doesn't work, surrender, then run. Third thing, somehow get your enemies to fight between themselves and run. And fourth thing is what Gabrielle's really good at, talk your way out of it. So those are the those are the four ways to do it. So remember that if yeah. you're um, ever attacked by a mugger or... Well, and also um, remember that for warlord. the rest of this episode because yes, it's going to come up again. <laughs> In fact, it yes, comes it, up... It's, it, um, the proof of this, the proof of some of Xena's statements happens right immediately when some highwaymen with bad teeth accost them. Um, yes, and uh, and 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 despite <laughs> despite the the leader saying get them, true to form, they only attack Xena who has a sword. Yes, queuing up to fight her as they do because mm-hmm. you know they've read the script. Yeah, uh, and they ignore Gabrielle on the sidelines completely until until dun dun dun. She picks she up Zena's sword. She has learned sword, nothing, yeah. friends. No, she's learned nothing. And then you know we had another one of these post-production voice ed- voice editions that you like to point out. Yeah, <laughs> where they all yeah, crowd my new favorite her. thing. Yeah, yeah. They all, they all got the little one. Her. She's got a sword. She's got a sword. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> um, and then, but you know, she does. She ends up chucking the sword away. Uh, and Zena and Zena ends up killing the chief highwayman and remember him because we're going to see him again. Um, but how can he, that be know? when she has just killed him? Well, we'll see. But meanwhile, the, the, look- oh, the thing I like about that little moment, by the way, oh, yeah. so um, so they they pile on Gabrielle because she's got the sword. She drops the sword, and Bandit guy says, "I know that sword. Only one woman has a sword like that. So how come you recognise the sword?" But not Xena, who is quite distinctive, let's face it. (laughs) You would think so, wouldn't you? You would think so. And also, her sword really just looks like any other sword. It does. It's a pretty generic sword. It's got the little blue... um, I think it's got a little blue stone in the hilt that that is similar to the ones that are in the chakram. Yeah, I think it's it's power shell. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're correct. Um, yeah, but yeah. So mm, interesting. You know. You and in later in later years, uh, people real. I think they came to realize how stupid it was for Zena to be identified by this sword, which just looks like any sword. And um, she became identified by the chakram, which is genuinely I know. a she, unique she weapon. Has, she has one really, <laughs> really unique, recognizable <laughs> weapon. And people yeah. go, oh, "I know that sword." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. Anyway, so in the so Zena dispatches this guy and they they go off on their merry way, right? But in the um in the bushes, creepy priest guys in hoods getting yes. a bit creepy over Gabrielle and how she didn't kill anyone in this fight, which they assume means that she's never killed anyone. Um. Yeah. She she know. has fire, but she refused to stain herself with blood. Yeah, which is a bizarre that mm, we'll talk about this in a minute. This concept that they're introducing because I think it's a bit okay. odd. But um, <laughs> so yeah, this is so in th- this episode uh, is um, you know in the in the theme music the the voiceover mm. in a time of ancient gods, warlords, and kings. So far, we've yes. had warlords, and today is our first ancient gods episode. Uh, it is, you're right. Next you're episode right. will be our first Kings episode. So I wonder if they did that deliberately. <laughs> They've got three episodes yeah, of the Warlord, God, King. 
Uh, and in the next episode, I think we go back to Warlords. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah, kind of, kind of ringing, ringing the it? changes a little bit. But yeah, it, it does what it says on the It does what it says on the tin, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we have the theme music and then we end up in a sort of village of the damned sort of town uh, where everyone is very jumpy and is looking at Gabrielle yeah. like she is... Um, a sacrificial lamb, which indeed she is. And funnily enough, there's no other young, no other young women in the town. Hmm, where are they all? They've, uh, they've got they've got the heck out of dodge. Yeah, they've 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 had a wee they've run off. Um, and the there's a shopkeeper guy, uh, who is very uh, creepy. Yeah, she has a really weird weird interest in yes, in how they got there. Weirdly interested in my young woman friend. Yeah. So well we you know, we ran into some trouble on the road, but but we 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 kill we kill we you know, he's they won't trouble us again. He he's dead. And so yeah. your friend didn't kill him, did she? <laughs> Why do you ask? No. Mm. <laughs> any, Why any do particular you ask? reason? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Gabrielle's so, um, gone off to once again not learn her lesson and attempt to buy a weapon. Yeah, she goes goes straight to the sword shop. Yeah. I I've I've learned about becoming a target because I immediately became a target. So I'm going to go to to a sword shop. Yeah, <laughs> but she doesn't buy a sword. She buys something much better. She buys, she buys something very good. <laughs> <laughs> the another iconic Xena weapon, the breast dagger. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, because well, she... you thrust it into the breast of your enemies." And he's like, "No, because you stick it on your tits, love." <laughs> Because you have it nestle on your tits. That's how, and he, it. Does. He, it tucks, he in. It tucks in nicely. You know, uh, but it doesn't take very long for this to fall out of her clothes, you know, because how did she, she think this was going to work? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but I think it's very telling that Xena's eyes go immediately to her tits the moment she comes back. I know. Immediately said, you, you look somehow bigger. Yeah, you seem bigger. <laughs> did you did you find a sorcerer to enhance you? Love it. Um, <laughs> no, this isn't. I, 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 I obviously subtext is a thing, but this is. I don't think this early, so I think this is not an intentional look at Z- <laughs> Zena can't keep her eyes off Gabrielle's tits moment. I think it's uh, most, I just a. Maybe, nah, maybe I think I think this is just a generic humor humor point. But you know, your mileage may vary. Um, and the, the breast dagger obviously falls out of the outfit, which is, it's really, I think the script is really funny at this point. Gabrielle's like, oh no, I wonder what else can fall out of these clothes. They're hand-me-downs, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're hand-me-downs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, and it's just such a throwaway line as well. <laughs> yeah. She's actually got yeah, quite a lot. some really nice touches, aren't they? She's got oh, quite a lot of really good lines this episode. Uh, and then yeah. Zena, Zena takes the breast dagger off her. And sticks it obviously down her cleavage, and then you got this iconic line. <laughs> what? Like your breasts aren't dangerous enough it's already? Like, it's not like your breasts aren't <laughs> dangerous enough. <laughs> you know, uh, it's actually so. Yeah. Funny. Like I, I was watching this yesterday, um, and my wife was wandering in and out of the room because you know what she's like. Mm. You know what it's like to watch <laughs> anything with my wife. She can't sit still and watch it. Uh, but I forced yeah. her to come back into the room. And re- so I could rewind it and make her watch this line. <laughs> it, it 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 bears rewatching, and it and it is one of the iconic lines. I think. It's, yeah. 
you know, at your, your top ten Xena quotes, I, that's one that would have would have sprung to mind for me. Yeah, I think it's an, <laughs> one of season one's iconic lines. Yeah. Um, and then obviously immediately a bunch of guys in weird costumes come and kidnap Gabriel. Silly, silly helmets. Yeah, that's, really dumb that's, helmets. That's what yeah. I noted. Yeah, big and they're sheep horn. And they were in top, shorts. Top heavy, I think, really mm. um, impractical because they're very top heavy helmets. Yeah, and and as well as that, in shorts. So a bit odd. Yeah. Um, Ooh, anyway, so yeah, gabnapping. Uh, I think the very first gabnapping. Um, and this does happen a fair bit in the early years, doesn't it? Gabriel gets kidnapped and or captured, it, it and does. Cena has to go save her. And this is one of the, I guess, one of the aspects that makes the the show interesting from our uh, perspective. You know, as yeah, watching out is for that that, is lesbian that that subtext. Develops. Well, is what's in? Well, no. What's interesting about the lesbian subtext okay. angle is that you know Gabriel is damseled here. She uh, becomes yeah. a damsel okay. in distress, and the typical normative uh, damsel story is that a woman is damseled and is rescued by a man. Um, yeah, she, she's Lois Lane to to Superman, isn't she? Yeah, she's that kind but of, here we have yeah. a damsel who is rescued by a woman hero, um, yeah. which makes it automatically queer. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah the damsel yeah, yeah. in distress is a romantic trope, so... Cle- clearly queerly. <laughs> but obviously, also, Gab- we'll, we'll see we'll see that develop over the course of six six seasons so yeah, she, yeah. Gabriel Gab- doesn't Gabriel... stay this helpless noob you know no she doesn't stay as helpless noob and we even see in this episode and in the next one that she has her own strengths that she brings yeah. to the partnership that Zena doesn't have so um yeah anyway so uh, another an, another few uh, awesome lines of Gabrielle's when she gets she's taken off to the mystic fortress um and the guy's like you are here you are going to become morpheus's bride (laughs) yeah so it turns out that these um help silly helmet guys are working on behalf of the mystics um from from the temple taking taking the annual young maiden for sacrifice to uh, to be the bride of Morpheus, and we've we've skipped over the fact, by the way, that um, Zena helped out a mystic in in well, a shop ex-mystic. when the shopkeeper refused to to serve him. We don't yeah, serve yeah. your kind around here. He's one so of them, we'll, but he's an one of, old, one of a what? blind. One of who? What? Well, yeah, a blind old man, an ex mystic. He's it makes it clear he's not a mystic anymore. Yeah. Anyway, but um, he's like, you're going to become the bride of Morpheus, and she's like, oh, I'm not the wifey type. You might as well say I'm not. Might as well say I'm not the marrying kind. I know. <laughs> and, it's all um, there. It's yeah. all there when you know where to look. Yeah, uh, and and another really funny, really funny delivery of the next bit where she's like, she lists off all of the things that are wrong with her. Why why a man would want to marry her? And he's like, Morpheus cares not for these things. And she's like, Oh, what is what does he care about then? I've got lots of faults. <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, back in the village, Zena goes to see this old blind man that she helped before. Um, and yeah. uh, in you, you there, you there. I need some exposition. Yeah, yeah. And he explains all of the, you know, how the the evil mystics they're worshiping Morpheus, um, who he he I think he describes as the dark dream brother. 
Um, this is not really yeah. explained very well about what the deal is with these people. Um, uh, later on in the episode, um, they mentioned the three dream gods. Um, and yeah, I, I, and the episode so doesn't this, mention this, this who whole they... thing's got out of balance because they're just focusing on on Morpheus, Morpheus who's yeah. the dark dream lord. The dark dream lord. Yeah, but um, that's not true. And mythologically, like he's not dark. There's nothing like there's not you, much about Morpheus. Are you saying, in the mythology. Are you saying there's an inconsistency? There's a the historical yeah. inaccuracy. Yeah. Wow. I do like all the Greek mythology episodes of Xena, <laughs> and they do. They put their own twist on them, obviously. But yeah, Morpheus is one of those gods that there's not really much written about him, uh, and he's not that important. <laughs> so, you know, no. um, and they, well, so well, I had his, to look this his, up. His realm is the the, well, the, whole, the the whole notion of sleep is is very well, important. Well, but sleep but, but is, he's as not a character. God. He doesn't. He's not yeah. the he's not the god of sleep though. That's his dad. Uh, the <laughs> god of, he's a god of dreams, but only one of them, and only one yeah. aspect of yeah. dreams uh, in mythology. He is the aspect of dreams that sends human forms to your dreams whereas his brothers uh phobotor and phantasis i looked it up uh they send yeah. animal forms and inanimate forms respectively into your dreams uh wow. so you can see why you would need all three because to have You're a dream a nerd. yeah shut up fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i have labeled this podcast explicit on the rss feed so that I can tell you, so you fuck, fuck you sometimes. Um, there's <laughs> okay. nothing explicit about it, it per se. It's just that I'm from Glasgow and no, therefore just, I will yeah. swear. That's and, and there's I, no And I, I like to pretend I'm edgy occasionally. So. Occasionally, yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, you can see how you would actually need all three of those to have a fully rounded dream. Yes. So that makes yeah. sense. Um, but the, the story doesn't really explain it. And it's not really important because what matters is that this old blind mystic guy is going to help her out by helping her yeah. to enter her dreamscape passage, which is less dirty than it sounds. I know. There's, there are several iterations of that. And you think, how how many takes did they have to do? To, <laughs> like, this, is, this is my passage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't enter my passage. Um, <laughs> Hey, there's a there's a nice nice moment in this exchange where uh, where he's telling her how to get to the the temple or the fortress or whatever it is. Yeah. And so there's it's defended by a whole army and and uh, he's blind and he's he's kind of he's taken her by the shoulders in in emphasis and he said it'll take you it'll take you months to get in and then kind of feels her biceps days to get past the warriors. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. So like I I have noted this down as well that his method for checking how strong she is is to feel her up yeah you know <laughs> give her a little feel up but don't worry he's a gentleman he says that later he does um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um and then so he's like yes we'll send you into the dreamscape passage take the take this drug that sends you to sleep and i'll do my mystical thing and um i will also have to oil your body up for mystical reasons. Don't question it. Yes, it's that's to do with her lo losing her body fluids. Or her, Is it? her vital life fluids. Yeah, her vital which life again... fluids. But these, this special oil will fix it. Um, yes, let me so drizzle. Yeah, let me drizzle let me... a scantily clad warrior woman with oil. Yes, don't question it. It's for mystical reasons. I, I, it was important <laughs> to the plot. Okay, um, and he says God's oh, with you. Speaking but... of speaking of plot. 
just once he's said, or oh, it will take you months, oh, maybe days to, to get past them. He then throws in, oh, unless you're the one. So I, <laughs> I, I had this vision uh, about uh, a woman with a dark past, brave and strong, gay as anything. So, yeah, 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 that's me. I'm the yeah, one. It's I'm me. the one. It's me. Yeah. What can I say? She's, she's, the, <laughs> she's the Neo of this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there's a Morpheus as well. Oh, my God. Do you think this is where dun, dun, dun. the Wachowskis got the idea from? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, he's like, gods be with you, but presumably not Morpheus. Um, yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, any Some of Some of the more would... helpful gods be with you. No, the what helpful ones? We don't see a single helpful god in this whole series. You know, to be honest, I think any of them would be a liability in this situation. <laughs> Fair. Can you imagine all the gods that we actually meet in this series? Uh, none of them. You would want none of them there. <laughs> like, they're, they're absolutely useless. They just cause trouble. So anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Zena anyway. drinks her herbal tea, um, gets oiled <laughs> drinks up. Drinks her sleepy time tea. <laughs> and, and she enters the, the dream passage, which for her is made mostly out of um, camouflage netting, which yeah. kind of, you know, seems... Seems okay. Well, they only have uh, one soundstage to work with. Let's come on. <laughs> Give them turns, a chance. Turns out, turns out in her dream passage, her old warriors are waiting for her, and she's so shocked she loses her accent for a moment. <laughs> this is this is early days. Credit, she does actually to, the, to the American months. accent does drop a few times in this episode. Yeah, I think I think for the the first few episodes, maybe the first. Series it season it it comes and goes a little bit but you know bit, who, yeah. who are we to who are we to judge Yeah, I can't do a New Zealand accent. I can recognise one. I can tell the difference between a New Zealand accent and an Australian accent, which is more than a lot of yeah. people. But other than yeah. that, that's it, you know. Um, and so she's all like, "No, I'm not listening to you." And then she pulls out this line: "You're using the past of Azina, long dead." And I'm like, "Well, three episodes anyway." When you say long <laughs> <Yeah>. dead, <laughs> when you say long. You know, how many weeks has it been? <laughs> okay. Well, three, it's like three weeks, every, three weeks plus. Are we counting this as like like an Alcoholics Anonymous chip? You know, I've been three weeks. I've been three weeks clean from murdering people <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Welcome to Amphipolis. There have been no innocents slaughtered for three been, weeks. It has been three yeah. weeks since our last innocent slaughtering. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, so so seeing seeing her old warriors, her her old band of warriors, is is quite a shock. But then it gets worse because her victims come and start haunting her and and naming themselves, which is the kind of the the, the killer blow mm. for her. Is that you thought we were all faceless, nameless victims? My name was whatever. I had a sister. I had this. I had that. Yeah. So she's just surrounded by people saying. I am Spartacus. No, I am yeah. no, no. That's that's <laughs> rhubarb, rhubarb, but it's kind rhubarb. of yeah, yeah, rhubarb, rhubarb, <laughs> Demos, Petrarch, yeah, Zinion, whatever, made up names, yeah. Um, and they, the, and they say, look, the the only way you can get rid of us is, is to kill us again, which makes no sense at all. Well, he's to trying me. to. This is Morpheus. He's trying to break her down. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's trying to. He's trying to like get her to do a thing that will actually get her to stop her travel through the dreamscape, you know. Um, 
Yeah. So, the, so, so they, her her victims offer her a sword with which to kill them again, and and but she's stronger yeah. than that. She she takes the sword, she slams it down down over her knee, it breaks into pieces, which I call all... shoddy workmanship. Uh, well, there's a lot of that in this episode because I've actually so made what a, a note... shit sword. I've what made a shit sword. A, I've made a note of another shit sword, and the 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 other shit sword in this episode is actually a real one. Like this is a this is a dream sword, so you can accept it. You can suspend your disbelief well, that, yes, you know, know but know. The, the later sword that, that is actually shit is actually a real one that they expected her to do something with. Uh, yeah, I was so going to come back to that, but you've, you've kind of Oh, I'm sorry, I've preempted it. I do apologise. Yeah. See, if only, we t- if only we discussed what we were planning to say before we started, but no, stuff that. Well, no. No, that you're, you're right, that. That would be mad. Um, so we cut back <laughs> to the old man who's like, oh no, oh no, how awful. I need to put some more oil on your glistening body. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Some, something mystic is happening faster than I thought it would. And for something... what reasons I need to drizzle you with more oil. Yeah, something mystic this way comes. Smoked sea salt mm. and uh, some freshly picked dill. <laughs> no, that's... I, I, yeah, that was that was Saturday Kitchen I was watching. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but e- equally worryingly, um, the the chief mystic, the the guy in the in the in the hood, has sent the silly helmet guys, helmet heads. Let's call them helmet heads um, to go yeah. and find Zena's body while she's in the dreamscape. So so we know that the hunt's on. They're they're yeah. looking for a, an oiled up warrior woman somewhere and an old blind man. Who is oiling Right her. in, if you two are looking for an oiled-up warrior woman. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, so, <laughs> right, so meanwhile, Gabrielle is having these tests. He's like, the, the, the priest guy's like, uh, we must test you, innocent. He keeps calling her innocent. Um, yeah, and and he he has actually used the phrase blood innocence, which is mm. a, a concept that, that will kind of run through um, it's just going to run and run. Several series, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to run and run this whole thing. Um, so, yeah, Gabrielle goes into a room to fight some silhouettes. <laughs> They're actually guys, but you mostly just see them in silhouette because this is another of the sound stages that is mostly just netting. Yeah, so where, where Zena had um, camo netting, Gabrielle just has dirty net curtains. Yeah, really dirty net curtains. They could do with a dip... <laughs> someone get someone tell Gabrielle to dip her nets. <laughs> um, <Dip> her nets. <laughs> um, and she's got this sword, which is basically, like I said, made of spun sugar because it, uh, it like a guy, you know, she goes to parry a guy, a guy strike with her sword, and it just falls apart. Like the like you should have given a mystic guy if you wanted her to kill someone with this sword. Maybe you should have given her a sword that was like not shit. Yeah, basically you know, he's he's had a he's had a job lot of oh, swords from really somewhere. bad, really poor. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, clearly their blacksmith is no good. Clearly, he's tempered it at the wrong temperature or something. That'll be it. Yeah, that'll be it. That'll um, be so it. yeah, utter shit. But she remembers Zena's voiceover wisdom. Um, if you can't run, let them fight each other, and she tricks them into um, stabbing each other. The fucking morons! I mean, like <laughs> through through the net like, curtains. She, yeah, she waits until they're opposite each other, and then does a big stage cough. Yeah, 
Like really, really obvious. <laughs> oh, look, I'm here. And then they both just stab without really looking at what they're stabbing and <laughs> stab each other. You know, yeah, I mean, so, like, for so she, hasn't, she hasn't killed them. She hasn't, she hasn't taken Te- life. But yeah, technically this, she did. This didn't. is a technicality because she has absolutely mm. caused those two deaths, hasn't she? Yeah, te- but technically she didn't do it herself. Technically. Uh, you know, there's a lot of technicalities going on here. Yeah, some kind of you know. mystic loophole. Um. Anyway, so then she goes. They chuck her back in her room and she goes to sleep. And yeah, what happens yeah. when you sleep? One of those brothers, who's uh, Morpheus, I guess, sends you human forms in your dreamscape, and she is and guess who not, she's not sent because this feels like a feels like a bit of a workaround, but um. Well, yeah, Zena, their, Zena their dreams up. overlap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so Zena and Gabrielle meet. And Zena says, um, how do I know it's you? How do I know it's really you? Tell me something Tell me something I don't know about you, because Morpheus can only work with what I know about you. So if you tell me something I don't already know, that will prove to me that, that it's really you and not a freaky dream, Gabrielle. And it doesn't, that and doesn't, Gab- it doesn't prove that at all. Like, where's your fucking logic? That's... Mm, that doesn't make any sense. Let, let us not scrutinise the ways. Yeah, let's okay. We'll suspend our, our disbelief. But, but please, please, me. Gabrielle proves it's her by um, reminding Zena that she's from a really small village. <laughs> <laughs> In that, she says, when, when I was born, I had six toes on on my left foot. Which? <laughs> so, well, that, which? That that can happen. That can happen in these. Um, secluded valleys well if you will insist on turning the family tree into a family bush <laughs> don't, don't look at it don't it's not there it's gone now so god knows god knows what happened to her her sixth toe but um, oh god yeah. knows uh but that's and well i think xena's explanation for why this proves this is really gabrielle is because only gabrielle would give such a stupid answer <laughs> yes <laughs> She's like, yeah, it must Gabrielle be you. Is, um, it must be you. Gabrielle Morpheus would have picked something. She? she is a bit. Morpheus would have yeah. picked something better, basically, is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they have a wee chat. Um, and she Zena explains, please don't kill anyone because that's what they want you to do. And Gab's like, okay, yeah. no killing, that's it. What do I know how to do? Got I'm it. not good Got at it. anything. I'm not good at anything. And despite... Zena having said very early on in the episode that she was good at talking, Zena also And in other stares... episodes as well. Yeah. Yes. Zena stares into the distance as if she too doesn't know what Gabrielle's good at. Beats me. <laughs> Must be something, love. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you rustle then... up an acceptable omelette of a morning. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> so Gabrielle starts to wake up because she's been asleep for like two minutes and they're like, no, it's time for test number two. Um... And only then does Zena start shouting at her, but you can talk to them. Use your mind, Gabrielle. And the, she, Use your mind. Use your mind. I mean, like, she's not, she can't use anything else, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Gab's, Gab's wakes up and is sarky to the chief mystic dude. And he's like, do you think you could let me sleep some more? Maybe seven or eight hours. <laughs> what a mood. That's me every morning. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So yes, and second second challenge. There's a, a a fiery pit that um 
more helmet heads are trying to trying to chuck her into basically. So they give her a sword. Why does she keep picking up the swords? But she threw it away right away. Like they gave her the sword as she was walking in. You know, and okay. then she chucked it okay. into the fire pit because she's not going to use it. Um, so but, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, gab challenge yeah. two is three dudes on a soundstage again, but three dudes this time <laughs> and not and not two. So yes. what's she going to do? Hmm, she thinks, what am I good at? Uh, oh, I can talk. Yeah, I can talk. And so her I just solution... I can talk. Yeah, her solution is <laughs> um, a quite a good one, actually. Appeal to the male ego. She's like, I'll yes. only fight... I, how about... I, I'd rather fight you the best one first. So which yeah. one of you is the best? And then they have a wee fight to see who's best. And, she um, sows discord. Yeah. Which and is one of the uh, the approved methods of um, survival it's a proved murder method yeah um <laughs> yeah and at some point in this part uh a knife gets embedded in a uh i don't even know what some... it is i don't even know what these well, things are it's some sort of volcanic rock but basically they're steam mm. pipes aren't they so there's, there's a build-up of pressure yeah so that's it's, important yeah. we get a wee you know uh the a wee shot of that just to plant that for later, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of um, Chekhov's dagger kind of stuff in this, isn't there? There's a fair bit actually. There's a bit in the in the opening as well. Zena hides a dagger behind a rock for future use, and yeah. then uses it to yeah. kill the guy. And then we've got the breast yeah. dagger, which has been planted literally in Zena's cleavage, which we'll come back to later. Yeah. Um, and then there's this dagger, which gets planted again, literally yeah. in this weird volcanic rock. Um, and so when the last guy, uh, the last man standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes to pick Gabs up and try and chuck her into the fire. Luckily, the um, the, the, the pressure, of pressure in this inexplicable rock forces the dagger forces out. Forces the dagger out, beds itself. So he's he's taken out by physics, basically. Yeah, no, that is what we that is what we gamers call an environment kill. That's <laughs> when yeah, when you set up oh, when you, yeah when you set something up. Down. Yeah, when you set something up in the game so that it's not you actively killing them, but the environment. So set a trap or whatever, or like you know, Ah. push that push a rock off a cliff or something. You know, (laughs) yeah. Um, You leave a a rock teetering on a cliff top. Yeah, and then the creepy monks like. There's another nice sort of thing. There's a nice thing in this scene. So she's thrown the sword away. She's thrown the sword into this fiery pit. One of these guys chucks a spear at her and it it goes into this rock, which is how we discover that the rock has this weird steam-emitting yeah. um, property. But she, she grabs the spear, she kicks off the, the tip of it, and she turns it into a staff. So she she fights with a staff. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the second or third time we've seen. So she has these disposable things she turns into staffs. Mm-hmm. And you know that that's going to become her weapon of choice later on. Yeah, that's the iconic Gabrielle weapon. It's not her weapon through the whole yeah. of the six series, but it is for most of it, yeah. uh, and all the best parts. The staff is Gabrielle's weapon of choice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Gabrielle uh, fighting with the staff. Obviously, they probably had that planned from the beginning, so that's probably deliberate foreshadowing because it's only yeah. it's like it, episode it like nine, it. like episode nine, I think, where she actually gets this gets her own staff. And actually Ooh, learns somebody's been watching ahead. Properly how to use it. Um I haven't, no, but I mean I, I have been on IMDb to see what the next episode's called. <laughs> so, okay. Um <laughs> The creepy monk's all pissed off because she's figured out 
that she shouldn't kill people. And he's like, next time yeah. there will be no choice. You will kill or be killed. Um, so uh-huh. whatever. So back to the dream. Xena meets her first and her last kill, who both yes. talk to her in a, in a bit of a foreshadowy way about Gabrielle and about how Gabrielle is going to experience all of these things. Uh, mm-hmm. She's going to have the first kill to haunt her and all that, which end up does end up one you know two years down the line, two and a half years down the line. This does end up happening, and it is very important to the rest of the series. So uh, yeah, I, I suspect that's that's not a deliberate foreshadowing there. Because I, I think no, but like point, it's in there, yeah. it's in there, yeah. and presumably when they went to write the arc where Gabrielle does lose her quote unquote blood innocence in season three. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, by the way, you know, <laughs> spoilers. Um, <laughs> spoilers on this 30-year-old show. <laughs> yeah. Um, presumably they thought back to this, and I think this is quite, it's quite interesting because she's, um, in a in a, a later series, she says that she had always been trying to um, preserve Gabrielle's innocence. And yeah. it, it seems like that she, that this is a, a, a sort of key moment in that decision making process that she's going to stop she's going to make sure that Gabrielle doesn't become like her yeah yeah so yeah uh, I, I, I do think this is quite an important episode from from that point of view from establishing this idea of um of blood innocence and um mm-hmm. Gabrielle's more defensive style of fighting with the staff and the, the talking her way yeah. around things as well yeah it's um, so, so all, the, all this is occurring to Xena, presumably, while she's being confronted by her, her first kill, who, who was one of the warriors who attacked her village back in, back in the day. Yeah. And um, the, the guy from earlier in the episode, so her, her most re- recent yeah. kill. And she's kind of tormented by it for a while. Uh, and then she puts her mind to it and she, she repels them with um, gurning and special effects. Yeah, yeah, a bit of she, gurning. Yeah, it's a bit of like, she's she, like, I control you. This is my dream. I control you. And then how yeah, she, so she expresses she this grits control. grits her teeth, grits her teeth and, yeah. and basically does a, a fast rewind to, to send them back off into <laughs> yeah. where they, wherever they she came She grits from. her teeth so hard that her porcelain caps were chipped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I've actually there's... we we skipped over the fact, oh. by the way, of course, that out in the real world, the monk, the the mystic, the helmet heads, did find the the old blind man's house, but he's taken her outside to oil her up in the outdoors. Yeah, stronger Just, than he looks. Yeah, yeah, he dragged her the whole way. Because, but I look, actually, no, no, no. That actually, the reason he was able to do it is because his horse had a new halter. You know, because he couldn't direct the horse uh, with just the rope. Which, uh, which Zena bought for And him, Zena yeah. bought him the halter, so, you know, it's all planted. Like, i got, I got to say, a, a slumbering Zena is a dead weight. Yeah. And slippery as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, as someone who has to try and lift Zena out of her bed every evening to take her upstairs. I'm talking about my cat now. That That is your cat. It's not yeah. the same. It's not the same thing. But she is a bit of a dead weight. She's giving me a dirty look now, actually. She's in the room watching me do this. She, she's a little Creepy. bit of a chunk, isn't she? Oh, she's not. She's, she's a, perfect. How dare she's, you? No, no, she's perfect. She's, Unlike, she's solid. No, she's like four kilos. It's not per- she's the correct correct weight for her frame. So the vet says, Okay. How dare okay. you? All of my cats, unlike me, are the correct weight for their body. 
They are now. You, you yeah. did have a, a very tubby cat. Yeah, I had a fat cat and he went on a diet and he lost yeah. 20% of his body weight in a year, so fuck you. Anyway, that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> what is important is that having dispelled these um, victims, Xena's confronted by the one person she can't kill and dispel, which is herself. herself. Well, evil Xena. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. And we know that she's and evil because she does the evil laugh. <laughs> and also and she's, because she's, she's not got... wearing she she's well, she's not wearing the pointy shoulder pads, which is sometimes how we know she's evil. But she has got very spooky big black contact lenses. Yeah, the big black contact lenses. So I paused this and I asked my wife uh, how uncomfortable that would be to wear. Because uh, why did she's... you ask your wife of all people? Because she's an optician. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and she said it wouldn't have been. She said it would actually be fine. As long as they were fitted correctly, they would be fine and perfectly comfortable. So that's nice. That's good to know. Um, I might get some. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely get the impression, you know, uh, you know how that sort of trope that the evil versions of people are more queer than the, yes. than the non-evil versions? It's yeah. like in, in Deep Space Nine when they go to the Mirror Universe or in any Star Trek when they go to the Mirror Universe, all the Mirror Universe people are... Or by they really camp it up, don't they? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that is a, it, it is a homophobic trope. Yeah. But it's also probably done unconsciously in this in this case. So I definitely get the impression that Evil Zena was down to fuck. Is what I'm saying. Um, like I think Evil Zena would have making, fucked her good self. Make, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but but making making Zena more gay, I think, it's a difficult be job because it because yeah because. <laughs> That's, it's quite an achievement. It's a high bar. It's like, it, you know, you need to get a pole vault out to cross that bar. Yeah. To make Xena more gay. Um, but I'll tell you what it reminds me of, and you won't get this at all. It is no. the uh, Dark Link um, mid-boss fight in the Water Temple of Ocarina of Time. So, no, I don't get that. That's a very specific reference. Yeah. I guess. Whatever. Yeah. But it turns out yeah. that Evil Xena is actually stronger than good Xena, physically, but not mentally. So, there you go. But in yeah. the meantime, we've got Gab Challenge 3. So this is all happening. We're actually intercutting between Gab Challenge 3 and yes. Xena's struggle with her evil self. So, And yeah. we can tell this is near the end of the episode, so this is obviously um, the big climactic moment. Yeah. Zena has to overcome her evil self before Gabrielle um, is forced to kill the dude. And and the way they've got this right is they've got a kind of moving spiky wall yes. <laughs> that is pressing her forward. It's sort of like the Star Wars trash compactor thing. Um, or a little bit like, sort of like the 1984 thing with the, the rat strapped to um, Winston's face. Um, yeah, this thing, the <laughs> This idea, there used to be kind of Saturday morning telly when you had old black and white films and series and things. So, so some kind of superhero thing where there was always, a, someone was always trapped in a room with a, a, a ceiling that was gradually coming lower and lower and had yes. spikes on. It's the same, it's that kind of thing. It's, that it's kind the of same thing. thing. It's the same so, thing. So she's and being it... forced to go meet this beefcake at, at the end who's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and that's... Kill or... Kill or, kill, or, kill or be killed, and this—I mean—the guy at the end, you know, what a what a, a rough job he's got. What a bizarre thing to sign up for. 
I know. Just just stand there. Just stand there and let her stab you, please. Because we want to sacrifice yeah. it to Morpheus, who for some reason only wants um, young women who haven't killed anyone, but who do kill someone at a specific time. Again, that's a very specific kink, isn't it? <laughs> but your kink is not my kink, Morpheus. And that's okay. I mean, is that okay? No, it's know. not okay, okay, actually. Do you actually, know what? It's not okay. Because I don't think this kink, this particular kink of his is like safe, sane and consensual. Yeah. So it's clearly important not consensual. It is an important yeah. distinction. So yeah, um, cut Are between... really kink shaming Morpheus? <laughs> yeah, a bit. Sorry, Morpheus. Don't send me any nightmares now. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> this cuts between Zena fighting the fighting Z- herself and Gabrielle being forced forward, and then just as we reach the climax of that, um, Zena realizes that what she needs Evil to do. Evil Zena is the key. You're the key. You're the key. Yeah, she's like, you're a part of me. You're the key. Oh wait, yeah, like quite literally, you're the key. This door that I couldn't get through, you're the key. So she tosses her into the door. Evil Xena yeah. breaks down the door and then good Xena leaps out into the real world just in time to save to Gabrielle stop from... being decapitated, actually, because the well, Hellmeads yeah. have found her oily carcass. Yeah, that's true. She she figures it all out just in the nick of time and then luckily, yeah. the, luckily the guy who was going to chop her head off um, did it in an overly dramatic and slow fashion. <laughs> <laughs> luckily he raised his sword up really high above his head and then yeah. and then just as he brings it down um he she disappears and then he's like where did you go and the old man goes yes! like really really like happy about it he's like <laughs> the old man's like, like yeah he's good he's good go he's you good. oily El- bitch Elkton. yeah he's great <laughs> So yeah, she gets there and she and you know and she has a fight with the guys and you know that this is epic because it's the epic version of the fight music and yes. with the singing and everything and like you, it's always a good it's always a really good fight when you get that version of yeah. the fight music. It's brilliant. It's like uh, it's it's yeah, honestly, it's so good. Um and then and then the final guy, the last one what does she use okay. to kill him? It's the breast dagger. Chekhov's Yay! breast dagger. The expertly planted Chekhov's breast dagger. You know, um, <laughs> and, and my wife was saying, you know, um, oh yeah, well of course, isn't it? What a coincidence that all these things happen. And I'm like, no, no, love, it's not a coincidence. It's it's a constructed story <laughs> where someone wrote it. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you're like, this is actually good. This is actually good writing and good narrative structure where things are planted yeah. at a certain point and then used later. You know? Yes. Um, yeah, there, yeah there, there's a lot of that. There's, well, then, <laughs> there's a lot of telegraphing what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that is, that is correct. That's how you should do it. That's, it is. That's it's, how it's, it's done. It's, it's, it's very in tune with the, the, whole, the whole tone of the, the show. Meanwhile, so so Zena's um, quite happily killing helmet heads left, right, and centre, and uh, G- Gabrielle just sucker punches the chief priest and then kind of 
<laughs> turns to Zena, slightly worried, said, "Punching's okay, right?" <laughs> and Zena's yeah, like, "You're okay." Impressed by this, she's yeah. genuinely impressed again. And this is not the first time that Gabrielle has impressed her in this way, because in the very first episode, uh, she mm. does she does a good sucker punch on someone. So you know, Gabrielle, <laughs> she's like, she's not averse to a little bit of violence, just not all the way, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, there you go. just mild peril, I would say. Yeah, mild peril. Yeah. Yeah. So cut back to the village. We're back in the old village, and we're with the creepy shopkeeper again, who is trying to who she's buying the stuff from that she needs, you know, her whetstone or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And he's like, and she's like, "What do I owe you?" And he's like, "What?" After with saving everything our, you've done for us, after everything you've done for us, saving our valley, making this place safe to raise a child again, ten percent off. <laughs> <laughs> but then it I, comes. You know, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this this rewatch because I, I remember it. I remember Zena very fondly, but I do remember yeah. it as being pretty trashy. But yeah. I, it's better than there's, there's it's a lot, a lot that I'd forgotten. It's actually a lot better than I remember, and a lot of yeah. detail. I'd forgotten so many details. Like genuinely, yeah. for this episode, I remembered it's about Morpheus. Gabrielle gets kidnapped, and she has to. She they want her to kill someone, but she doesn't. Yeah. But I actually yeah. didn't remember the the Xena going into a dream to get there thing, which is a no, really I'd big part that. of the episode. I didn't remember it at all. Yeah. I didn't remember evil Xena. I mean, I remembered it as soon as they come on screen. I remember. Oh yeah, this happened, yeah. but it wasn't. It hadn't stuck. And obviously none yeah. of these, obviously none of these um, uh, funny bits. I rem- the, the, all these little throwaway funny bits. I didn't remember them, so it's like fresh. It's like seeing them fresh, and it's really fun. Yeah, so. and I and I think we remember it affectionately, and seeing it now, that that's why we remember it with such such affection because it yeah. it was done with this surprisingly light touch. Sometimes, some sometimes, sometimes it's very heavy handed, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but in this yeah, in this good. bit is yeah it was good. Um, and the blind man comes in and he's like, "Don't you dare charge her!" Uh, but he's not blind anymore for some reason. I'm not clear on how that happened. Presumably, yeah, one good, of the good other. News. He's <laughs> yeah. got his job back. He's got his frock back. He's got a nice he's... nice blue frock and a feathery stick, and he's yeah. got his eyesight back, and he can see again. You know, so Yay. presumably when they rebalanced the when they rebalanced the worship of the three gods of dreams after destroying yeah. the evil Morpheus cult. Um, that somehow that made a slice come back. Maybe it was Morpheus somehow, that had taken that it. that magical word, somehow. Mm, somehow. Yeah. Somehow maybe, Elton's sight is restored. Somehow. Yeah, maybe it was Morpheus that took it away and then the other two gave him it back. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. So, so triumphant, all is well, but we end on a slightly more contemplative note. Yeah. Um, Gabrielle, Gabrielle moping by a pond and saying... Oh, I could have killed someone. I knew I really could have killed someone. So yeah, you didn't. But yeah, but I could have done. And um, Zena employs something I like to call HMT, which is heavy metaphor therapy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she she looks at this beautiful, calm, peaceful lake, and this this is um, a scene that I used to see a lot in in fanfic and people coming back to again. And uh, Zena chucks a pebble in and says, you know that. Your your mind, or you know, you're like the lake. You're calm and peaceful, and then something something happens to make things turbulent and um, roiling, and, and it's just it's just ripples. It's just ripples on a lake, Zena. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You know, you're not going wild <laughs> rafting at this point. But just, so, 
Like you have to, like, you have to allow it to extend. You have to allow to extend the metaphor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, like Gabrielle. But Gabrielle then, rolls with it though. She's like, but if you wait long yeah. enough, it'll go back to being calm again, won't it? Ah, uh, but so, the pebble's still there. The lake has <gasps> changed forever. Dun dun dun. Unless you were to swim into it and pick it out. But let's not go too far. Let's not go crazy here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, overworked metaphor therapy. <laughs> taking it too far. Actually, that was quite a good metaphor. I'll tell you what it reminded me of. Yeah. A little bit, tiny bit, mm-hmm. it reminded me of the episode of um, the pilot episode of Babylon 5 when um, Commander Sinclair goes to see Delenn in the Japanese sand garden and they mm-hmm. are discussing um, the sort of like the meditative principles of the Japanese sand garden. Um and it might have reminded me of that because um, of the news that uh, about uh, Mira Furlan, the late great Mira Furlan, who died recently, a great loss to everyone. So maybe that yep. maybe that's why it was in my head. But anyway, I thought that was a could be. It's I'm, clearly I'm not. Saying, it's clearly mm-hmm, a connection mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I, it's clearly, I don't because I haven't watched Babylon Five. Because you should. Um, well, <laughs> I'm 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 frightened I'll disappoint you because I'm I'm not sure it's my kind of thing. I, d- I daren't watch it in case I don't like it, and I'm I'm scared of what you'll say if I don't like it. Like you're the, you're the like, scary one. Like, that's true. Like when you didn't like the name of the wind, and yes, we like and and to be honest, we're not. We've our friendship has not been the same since then. Uh, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, well, I just don't trust you anymore. Really, um, and I t- I've got a little <laughs> okay. bit less less respect for you if I'm if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's as it should be. Kidding, kidding. Um, so yeah, um, so that was the Morpheus episode. Now, given the fact that Morpheus is clearly demonstrated to be evil in this yeah. episode and not a good guy, why, Xena uh, fanfic writers of antiquity, mm. do you constantly, instead of saying they fell asleep, say? they fell into the arms of Morpheus because that's not good. I don't think we oh, want to be in the arms of Morpheus. Do you know what, though? Morpheus isn't shown to be evil in this because it, it, it turns out it's the cult that's become, and Elton even says, sick, sick and perverted. So it's not, yeah, it's not he the says, god, it's, it's the no, way he, he... it's the. He says that they're worshipping the dark dream brother, so he's the evil one. The other two keep but him that, in that's balance. Not evil. Keep him in ne- that's, that's needed for, for balance. Oh, a likely story. I still think I still think that I, I don't think I still think that like falling into the arms of Morpheus doesn't sound as good as they think it does. <laughs> I must have told you about this. One of my one of my favorite. I, I like um, I like old cemeteries, and uh, I I used to visit friends who were in a cemetery. In some, Dead friends in a cemetery. Um, <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we don't see each other so much now. Um, <laughs> No, they they were at uh, university in St Andrews. So I used to go up and visit them, and the the old cemetery by the by the cathedral, um, right. where almost everyone is called Agnes. So it was one of the you know the limited limited range of um, <laughs> names in 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 usage. So it was all uh, here, here lies Agnes Jameson, daughter of Agnes Jameson, sister of Agnes Jameson, and, and so on. <laughs> um, but there's there's one. So there's a, a famous stone pier. Uh, at, at St Andrews, you can walk out. It's a bit like the Cobb at Lyme Regis. It's this great stone structure you walk, walk out into the um, out towards the sea. And there's a gravestone that says, "Here lies presumably another Agnes Jameson, 
um, <laughs> fell off the pier into the arms of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> How lucky he was passing. And why is she dead then? <laughs> Surely he saved her. Well, dumbass. Well, and then know. did he drop her again know. afterwards? Like, oops. It's Shit. not made clear. It's, it's uh, yeah, not made clear. <laughs> <laughs> we digress. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you can always tell like you can always if if you read if you read fanfic these days, um mm. you can always tell who was a who was a, a Xena author back in the day because there's a lot of people who still do the Morpheus thing. <laughs> I'm not Believe sure that's not. entirely a Xena thing. I've I think seen that's it happen. A, I think it I is. Know. I mean well no, I think it is. I, I think, think it and I, I'll tell you why I think that is because <laughs> that's where I saw it first, so therefore it must be. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was um episode three, Dreamworker, um, and yeah, despite me not having remembered a lot of it, uh, I remembered the sort of broad strokes of it, but not not the details. But yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good one. Um, and what's the what's uh, what's your score? Well, what's yours? Um. I think an eight because it's it's an important um, kind of milestone. Yeah, uh, and I think we've we've got some we've got some key moments, some some foreshadowing, and some you know really establishing some stuff. But really silly helmets. Yeah, <laughs> I'm knocking <laughs> off take two points point. for the helmets. You got to take a couple points off. Well, believe it or not, that was my score as well. We are in full ah. agreement once again. Eight out yeah. of ten, so that is uh, the Bard's Eye View. The Bard's Eye Dream, View. Dreamworker is an eight out of ten episode, and uh, yeah, watch it. Yeah, don't skip this one. No, it's so. a good one. Um, and yeah. we'll be back next week looking at episode four, Cradle of Hope. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye, folks. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of a Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review but only if it's a good one. Bye!